Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number three of Bills Up North, where we talk everything Bills 365. Of course, a uh, very eventful week for the team. Probably the most heartbreaking loss we've all seen, in our, at least in my lifetime, I've ever seen. It's a lot to unpack. You know, last night was a whirlwind of emotions. I mean, it was a hell of a game, to say the least. And, yeah, there's not much else you can say. Josh Allen played great. We'll get into the game. Talk about what Kansas City did to win. Of course, we'll get into some off-season talk because obviously now the season's over. But before we get started, I just want to say that the Bills lost this game because they weren't the better team. The Chiefs won because they were the better team. But getting into the game, you know, I I think it arguably was the Bills' second best game of the season. Like they played fantastic, at least on the offensive side of the ball. We'll get into the defense in a bit. But the game started off like it was perfect for the Bills. You know, they had a couple big plays, you know, two fourth down conversions, one turning into a touchdown, and it was a long, long drive that the Bills put together. Almost close to, what was it, eight, it was a seven-minute drive pretty much. Singletary put it in on fourth and goal, and that's exactly what the Bills needed to start the game. The thing is, you know, when you're playing a team like the Chiefs is, you know they're going to answer. Like Patrick Mahomes just marched the field again. KC ties the game, bam, we're sitting square, and that's, that's where that first drive really came in big, in my opinion, was they needed that first drive because he couldn't go down early in Kansas City or else, you know, we kind of saw it last year. The Bills got up to that lead, but then they gave up, what was it, 20, 21 straight points on answer, and they couldn't call, crawl themselves out of the rabbit hole. Obviously, in the second quarter, both teams, you know, both teams' defenses kind of stood, uh, you know, s- stood up for each other. And then Matt Hawk put the Chiefs on the one, a great play, great punt. I think it was a... How the fuck do you say that game, guy's name? Matinovich pinned him at the one. Chiefs couldn't do much with it. Punt. Bills give it right back to him, though. And Chiefs made a pay. Mahomes passed to Pringle back of the end zone. Bam. Chiefs are 14 nothing. But Josh Allen, I mean, Josh Allen struck back. Josh Allen went punch for punch with Patrick Mahomes in this game. And he, you know, I, I didn't think. Allen could get much better than he was against the Patriots last weekend, but he went toe-to-toe with the best quarterback in the NFL this week. And, yeah, I mean, 14-14 a half. I mean, a little bit underwhelming. I think everyone thought this was going to be a complete shootout. I mean, it it did turn into that, but I think at half, people were kind of underwhelmed at a 14-14 score. But both teams' defenses were playing relatively good in the first half. I wouldn't say they played great. I wouldn't say they played bad. Of course, the Chiefs lost Honey Badger on the first drive. You know, start off the second half. And one thing I noticed was in the first half, these teams were taking, you know, very long drives. You know, the Bills started the game with almost a seven-minute drive. The Chiefs took almost six minutes on their drive. You know, it was these long drives in there. You know, I think these drives really wore down the defense early in the game. And as the game went on, I think that's why we saw so many of these these big plays and these guys were exhausted just because they were running, you know, they were on the field for seven minutes straight, some of these guys. So I think both teams wore down the defenses. But anyway, oh, excuse me. Starting the third quarter, Chiefs got a field goal. Butker put him up. Um, sorry. Butker put him up 17-14, and then they struck with a touchdown. And at that point, it really looked like the Chiefs were taking control of this game and that it was kind of going to right the ship of what happened last year unless the Bills were able to do something on the next drive. If the Bills couldn't strike on their next drive, it was pretty much game over. 
they were down, what was it, nine points because of Butker missed his extra point. And it was really, if you don't make, you know, if you don't make something happen here, you at least got to get three. You make this six-point game. You make this game in reach. And then Allen threw just just an absolute fucking bomb. Like, I, I don't know how many quarterbacks in this league. Like, the quarterbacks, I think, that could have made that throw to Davis for the 75-yard touchdown. I'd go with Mahomes could have made that throw. Herbert could have made that throw. Allen could have made that throw. And, oh, boy, I just don't really – there's only a handful. Maybe Joe Burrow could have made that throw. Tom, I mean, Tom had an absolute beauty to Mike Evans. He fucking spit-roasted Jalen Ramsey. But anyway, and that's what the Bills needed. The Bills were right back in this game. Bass made his extra point, which was actually ended up being huge. He got that extra point. Boom, Bills are back in it, 23-21. You know, with the score, 23-21, you know, the Bills were right in this football game after that. You know, Chiefs would go in the fourth quarter, and again, the start of the fourth quarter was kind of stagnant. Bang, Butker puts another field goal on the board. Chiefs lead by five, or was it, yeah, five? Yeah, I can do fucking math. But then Allen, I mean, Josh Allen, if, if anyone doubted this guy for being clutch... I don't know how you fucking cut after what he did tonight. He was like, he just slung it out there and Gabriel Davis. Uh, I don't remember who the defender was on Kansas city, but fuck your ankles got shredded, but you're a meme now. And for Gabriel Davis, his you know, three tutties. Um, sorry, Emmanuel Sanders. I don't think you're coming back next year. I think this guy's our number two receiver heading into next season, but we'll leave off season talk for next year. And I put the Bills up ahead. I put them up by a single point. They needed two to make it a field goal size lead. And, I mean, Stephon Diggs wasn't a factor yesterday until that play. He That was a beautiful catch he made in the end zone. And, like, Josh Allen, I, I don't, I've never seen a quarterback, you know, we talk about guys like, obviously Lamar is a better runner, but I don't think Lamar can extend plays and put the ball into places that Josh Allen can. You know, Lamar is undisputed the best running quarterback in the NFL. But I think, like, Josh Allen might be the best all-around quarterback. Like, I think Patrick Holmes is the best quarterback in the NFL. But I think if you were to, like, create a quarterback, like, in a fucking science lab, I'd, I'd honestly probably come out with Josh Allen. Like, this guy's a fucking – this guy's got a piss missile of an arm. He's going to run, like, the fucking wind. And he's just elusive. I don't know how he's so elusive at six foot five. But anyway, that put the Bills up 29-26, and then fucking disaster strikes. Again, I mean, for a defense that played so well all year, it was so sad to see in this final minute them just kind of unravel, and some of it was very questionable. I don't know how Tyreek, how you let Tyreek just turn on the Jets like that and fucking see a later bud giving up the peace sign to Matt Milano. I thought it was kind of funny, actually. But anyway, you know, Chiefs of the big touchdown that put them back up ahead, and then it was really, all right, can Josh Allen go down and win this football game? That's I think that's what we all thought in our head. Can he go down and win this football game? And for the most part, he did. He took them down the field, and he again hit Gabriel Davis for another touchdown. And Davis was perfectly like a perfect throw to Gabriel Davis. It's not like Davis was very well covered, but a perfect throw. Thirteen seconds left. Look. Watching the game, 
Did I think it was over? No, not really. I didn't really think it was like over. I said, but like, fuck, what are the odds that they bring it down? What they need to gain? They had to get to the Bills 35. Was that the field goal marker they had? Anyway, fuck. And then I just, I didn't understand what the play call was. Like, I was listening to Pat McAfee. And he's talking like, or was it either Pat McAfee or AJ Hawkins? He's saying, why the hell are the defensive, you know, why are they guarding the sideline? Like, who, they have two timeouts. It's not like, it's not like them getting out of bounds is life or death. You have two timeouts and you probably only have two plays to run. So why the hell are you guarding the sideline? Like that just didn't make any sense. And that 13 seconds, you know, it's going to be a fucking meme everywhere now. And 13 seconds cost them the game. Like, you know, two plays, bam, bam. I don't know how the hell Travis Kelsey was wide open. I know, I know. I remember listening, I was listening to the game. Romo was saying, I don't understand why, they, why they're rushing forward. They don't need four rushers. Because Mahomes was getting past them all night on the run. It's not like... They needed an extra guy to pressure Mahomes. Mahomes could get out or he could just throw it away. He, he wasn't going to run for it. It just wouldn't have been smart unless he saw fucking 40 yards of green grass right in front of him. So that was kind of a questionable play call and Kelsey was wide open. And then Butker had been kind of spotty. I wasn't sure if he'd make him 49. And when the kick went up, I was actually like, fuck, he might miss that. But it ended up squeaking. I was hoping he'd like double doink it or some shit because that'd just be funny. And then, you know, at that moment, it was just like, "Fuck, this game is really gonna go to overtime." And then I just had the sinking feeling in my stomach, knowing like this might come down to a coin toss. Like, you know, when uh, overtime started, both teams went to center field. Josh called tails. You know, Josh had been perfect all year up. Leading up to that night, I call him a toss. Bam, goes up in the air, hits the ground, goes heads. And I think we all knew the second we saw, the second we heard, I don't think any of us saw it, that the game was over. Like, we we all knew it was over. Like, there wasn't any way Mahomes, I don't care if the fucking Trojan army was standing in front of Patrick Mahomes. He was going to march down the field, and he was going to score. He was going to score seven. There's no way they were staying for a field goal. It just wasn't going to happen. We all knew it. And it was like, it was just an absolute death march watching that. And it was just like, boom, boom, boom. And it all kind of imploded in your face when 13, no, 13 seconds earlier you were, you were going to win this game. And then you just, you've, you've blew it. Like they, you know, they blew it. You know, and I get it. Everyone, everyone's upset about the OT rules, and I, I understand it. But the OT rules aren't what lost the Bills' game ultimately. Like the rules are the rules, but at the end of the day, their defense needed to step up there, and unfortunately, they just didn't. And I know, like, per, like my personal opinion on the OT rules, is I do think they should change. I thought that I thought for years it just. It never made any sense to me the reason that the OT rules are how they are. Like, to me, when I look at that, I see, like, I compare it to what I've seen in, like, baseball. Where, you know, say you go to extra innings in baseball. And, um, you know, it's top of the 10th. You know, the visiting team always hits at the top. And, 
you know, because MLB has that rule where they have a runner start on second because they want the game to go on as long. So, to me, it's kind of like, well, you score that first runner, then the team in the bottom half gets a chance. If you get both, you know, if you get him and you get another run, it's game over, and the team in the bottom of the tenth doesn't get to hit. That, it's kind of the way I look at, you know, the you know the rules. You know, in the NHL, you know, hockey is very even. There's no such thing as like time of possession in hockey or any. Well, there is a time of possession in hockey, but not to the way it is in football or any other sport. You know, to the baseball theory, it's just kind of like you'd just be standing there going, you know, fuck, like. It'd be nice, you know, say your pitcher doesn't have the best inning and gives up a two-run blast, and it's like, well, fuck, our season's over now. You know, but our, and our batters didn't get a chance. And it it, it just it kind of feels, you know, it just kind of feels like it's going to be – it's just a what-if feeling. Like, you know, what if Josh Allen got the chance to march down the field? Personally, like for me, I'm not a big fan. Like what I – I think – the NFL should get rid of ties in the regular season. You play the 10-minute overtime period. If nothing's decided after 10 minutes, you do the college route, the two mini games, and then the two-point converts. I think in football, or in the playoffs, sorry, you just play sudden death until a team, you know, until one team doesn't match. Whether it's touchdown, touchdown, field goal, field goal, it's it's kind of like, you know. And it's just, it's kickoff. It's not like you start on the 35 or well, obviously you get a touchback you start on the 25. But it's an even playing field. There's a kickoff, blah, blah, blah. Obviously a defensive turnover ends the game. You know, I just think, I think both teams should get a shot. And, yeah, it's kind of a kick in the teeth of the Bills because it's funny because, you know, the Chiefs wanted this change, what was it, three years ago when they lost to the Patriots in the same fashion. They Patrick Holmes didn't touch the ball because, of course, fucking Tom Brady wasn't going to let that happen. And, um, you know, they wanted the rule changed, and apparently the Bills were one of the teams that voted against it. So, kind of your own, you know, it's kind of your own fault at that point, you know. So, a bit of a kick in the teeth for them. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it is what it is. The rules are the rules. The defense knew they needed to stop them there. The game was over, and the defense didn't come up with the – defense just wasn't clutch enough, unfortunately. And, yeah, it's just – sad day because you know what a season it was and it just truly felt like last night was was kind of like was the AFC championship game you know I and I have a lot of respect for the Bengals and I think next week the Bengals have a very good chance of beating the Chiefs but this just felt like the two best teams in the AFC going toe-to-toe on the biggest stage you know the one thing I'd love to hear from people is like, was that the best NFL game you've ever watched? Like, for me, that was, in terms of entertainment, absolutely. It's just, it's shitty that the Bills lost that way. If that was, you know, if that was, you know, if that was the Chiefs and the Bengals last night, I'd probably say, like, that was the best game I ever watched. Like, I said, I pretty much said the same thing about the Chargers and the Raiders in Week 18. That was the best game I'd ever watched football until last night. So, you know, there's a lot of positives come up for the Bills this year, and it, it, it stings so much more, I think, because you lost to the Chiefs. You know, you beat one nemesis. You finally knocked down one monster in the New England Patriots. You know, you kind of kick them down what it feels like for good, but let's get, you know, next 10 years in the AFC, it's not going to be easy. All right. And then, boom, there's another one standing right in your face. You know, and we can 
talk about how we beat them in the regular season, but that doesn't fuck. You know, they're going to play in the regular season next year, and that game, even if the Bills win it, it's not going to mean anything because it's going to be like, well, you got knocked out by them in the playoffs two years in a row. You got to beat them in the playoffs this year. You know, and that, that's maybe one thing for the Bills is maybe. You know, if they, if they manage to not go through a slump like they did this year, maybe they'll be able to get Kansas City at home next year in the playoffs. I know the regular season game is going to be an arrowhead next year. They'll have the Titans at home. You know, looking at their schedule, the Bills are in tough next year. Like, they are not – this is not an easy schedule this team is going to face next year. You know, in terms of they got a first-place schedule, everyone in the division is becoming a better team. And just, you know, here, I got the schedule right here. So at home next year, they have Green Bay, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Tennessee, Jets, Patriots, Dolphins. Green Bay, who knows how the, you know, fuck, who knows how the Packers are going to look next year. They might look, you know, it really just depends if they have Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers still there. But again, you know, say that's the case, it's a tough game. The Vikings, Vikings are always a tough out, I you know, no one really knows who's going to play quarterback for the Vikings next year, but I think the Vikings are too talented of a team to not at least be 500. The Steelers, they should beat the Steelers. I just, it really depends who's the starting quarterback for the Steelers next year. The Browns, the Bills are a better team than the Browns. They should win that game, but it's these aren't going to be easy games. The Titans, the Bills lost to them this year. They lost to them two years ago. Both those games, yes, were in Nashville, but it, Tennessee's a top team. Obviously, Josh Allen, I think, is a way better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. You know, Tannehill kind of kind of choked away a playoff game for his team. So, yeah. Jets, I mean, the Bills should beat the Jets. Actually, I don't, think, I don't see the Jets getting any better. The Patriots, of course, is always a tough out in Buffalo. And then the Dolphins, I, I don't know what the Dolphins are going to be next year without Brian Flores now. I don't know if they're going to be better. I don't know if they're going to be worse. It really depends who they bring as a coach. And then they got to go on the road. Like, you know, they're going to be in Baltimore. If Lamar Jackson's healthy all year, Baltimore's going to be a good team. Like, they're going to be back to what they were the two years prior. Cincinnati on the road. Cincinnati's a very good football team. I'm curious to see because that'll be the first ever clash between Burrow and Allen. So that should be fantastic. The Bears... I don't see the Bears being much better than they were this year. Um, the Lions, I you know, the Lions, the thing is, they're not a very good team, but they're always a tough out. They don't give you anything easy, and that's kind of Dan Campbell's motto. If we can't beat them, we might as well die trying. The Rams are going to be a very tough game. You know, they got to go on the road to play the Rams. The Jets, I mean, you never fucking know what can happen. You play the Jets in MetLife. I've seen the Bills choke away enough games. Patriots on the road, of course the Dolphins on the road, and then Kansas City, they're back in Arrowhead. So I wouldn't say they have really any games on the schedule that I'm like, yes, they will win that 100%. Maybe home, maybe the home game against the Jets is the only game, but even that, they didn't they didn't play fucking good against the Jets this year in week 18. You know, and I, I swear to God, if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, I know what week one is going to be. It's going to be week one. Week one is going to be Bills and Chiefs in Arrowhead on Thursday night. That, yeah, I could bookmark that right now. You could bookmark that right now, that that is what's going to happen. Like 100 undisputed. But I, I, I obviously I hope the Bengals win next week. 
But honestly, I really don't give a shit. I, I don't see anyone stopping Mahomes and the Chiefs. But who knows? We'll get into some free agents. So looking at the draft this year, the Bills are picking 25th. And the guy I would love to see them pick, if he's still available, a lot of people have him going, you know, from a lot of people don't have him dropping. Like, you know, they have him between 20 and 25, but no one really has him going to Buffalo. And if he drops, I think the Bills should instantly pick him up. And that's Jordan Davis out of uh, Georgia. I mean, Jordan Davis is just, he's something else. Like, this guy's huge. This is a guy that when the Bills struggled with the run, they didn't really struggle a whole lot last night. It was more of the linebackers in the secondary. That this is just a guy that can plug up the middle. You know, teams are going to have a hell of a time running against him and if Harrison Phillips is back and Greg Rousseau. And they're really starting to pool a lot of good talents on that front that front four. So Jordan Davis is a guy I'd like to see. Obviously, we got to see what kind of happens with free agency first. And I could definitely see, you know, if Levi Wallace walks, well, you're probably going to have to go, you either have to go fishing for a veteran quarterback in the free agency market or you're going to have to go to the draft. And, you know, I, like, personally, I don't look, like, I look for anywhere from about pick 20 to pick 32 is what I look at because any of those players can end up falling. Personally, I'm looking at the CBS mock draft, which just came out, I think, today. And, you know, in that draft range, Jordan Davis is there. If Levi Wallace walks, Ahmed Gardner from Cincy, he's, he was terrific watching him. He's ranked the second-best corner in this draft. Um, You know, Logan Hall out of Houston, another guy that you can add. I'm sure that him and Ed Oliver would, you know, kick it off really good. Uh, 23, Trent McDuffie. I've seen him a lot out of uh, Washington. I've seen him a lot on a lot of people's mock drafts going to Buffalo. And I could see it. Like, you know, this guy, I don't really know a whole lot about him. I really, you know, but from what I read, apparently they get kind of Tyron Matthew vibes from him, which I fucking hate Tyron Matthew. But I'm sure I'd love Tyron Matthew if he played for the Bills. So at 24, Drake London, he's a receiver. I don't see him. I don't see the Bills picking a receiver. I don't think they really need to draft a receiver. I don't think that'd be a smart pick. Uh, they have the Bills picking Daxton Hill, a cornerback out of Michigan, out of the Wolverine system. Third best corner in this draft. He's ranked. He's ranked the 12th best prospect. So I think that'd be a really good pick. But I personally would rather see them taking a lineman. Bernhard Raymond out of Central Michigan is, a, is projected to go a pick after. I just, you know, I look at the Bills O-line. Besides Deion Dawkins, who's a pro boy this year, there's really no one that I see and I go, wow, he's really good. Mitch Morse is a very good center, but, you know, the rest of the line, I don't look at anyone that I'm like, wow, that, that guy is fantastic. Like, you know. And another position I think they need to address is running back. I know Singletary really got it going at the end of the season, but look, it's just they him and Moss didn't cut it this year, and Brita. They just they really didn't cut what the Bills need. The Bills need to have a dynamic run game. So. Yeah, like I could see them. I don't know if Moss will be back next year. I don't know. Uh, who the Bills plan on cutting. 
I don't know what, you know, Brita is definitely gone. Singletary will be back. But, you know, obviously, you know, there's a few good running backs in this draft. You know, Kenneth Walker is ranked the best. I'd love to see the Bills take him, watching him play at Michigan State. He's fantastic. You know, a lot of these guys, I'm really going to have to brush up on my draft projections or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Sorry, I don't really keep track of the draft during the season. I'm a very minimal college football fan. You know, all I really watch is the quarterbacks. I like watching the Heisman race. But other than that, and maybe they'll pick, uh, I say, a spiller, another spiller on the team. I wonder if he's got any relations to CJ. You know, last time the Bills picked a running back at 10, that uh, that didn't work out too well for them. So, you know, I don't see the Bills picking a running back. Maybe they'll pick a running back in the first round. You know, the Steelers got Najee Harris really late. Maybe the Bills can kind of find a guy like him. But, you know, we're not really going to know until free agency's done. You know, so now obviously we'll get, you know, it's the offseason now, so we'll get into a bit of uh, – Free agency and drafting, you know, a lot of UFAs for the Bills. They got 16 coming up. First off, big name, Jerry Hughes. He's making $10.5 million this year. I don't think the Bills are going to give him 10.5. Really, I wouldn't be too sad if Jerry Hughes is gone. I think he got a couple guys that can take over that spot. I, I don't see him coming back. Mario Addison, I would really like to see come back. He's just kind of a guy. You know, the Bills love rotating those guys in and out. I'd like to see him back. Vernon Butler... Guy that was kind of in and out, was inactive a lot. Again, wouldn't really be too sad to see him go. Emmanuel Sanders, I don't see Emmanuel Sanders coming back, especially with Gabriel Davis kind of bursting onto the scene in the way he did. I don't see it. I don't see Sanders coming back. I think he kind of lost his job there. And I think he'll have no issue finding another home next year. Ike Bottinger, you know, eh. You know. Either or, he's kind of a depth old lineman. I, I'd like to see him back. Levi Wallace. Levi Wallace is all about what the Bills' plans are at the draft and what they can get him at. You know, his market value is at, you know, five so million. He might have something to say. You know, I was, you know, I don't know if he has a bit of a chip on his shoulder of being an undrafted rookie coming in. I could see it. I could see him maybe asking for more than what he feel. you know, than the Bills feel and then parting ways and which would suck. I'm a big fan of Levi Wallace. I love his story. He came in, complete underdog. And, you know, it'd just be kind of sad to see him go. I think him and Travis White are very good together. But, you know, the money's too much. It's too much. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, backup quarterback. I don't know. I think Trubisky's going to get offers to not be a starter, but to compete for a starting job. Like, there's a lot of teams I could see, you know, like Denver or Carolina you know, uh, what's her name? Maybe even like I can see there being teams that could say, "Hey, you know, they're just looking for a fill-in quarterback." You know, if you come here, you're gonna have a shot to compete for the st- starting job. Those are two teams off the top of my head I can really think of. You know, maybe uh, Houston's got Davis Mills. I think Mills is terrific. So I think. You know, I personally don't think he'll be back next year, but I'd love to see Trubisky come back. I, I like him. I kind of like to see him actually play, but but he knows he's not going to see the field here in Buffalo. Uh, Taiwan Jones again, just a really good uh, special teams player. I'd like to see him back. Him and Saran Neal stood out to me a lot on special teams. I'd really like to see him come back. 
Ife Obata, uh, again, just kind of a depth defensive end. Again, another guy that rotated in and out. Good player. Again, wouldn't be. I, he's just a guy I don't think it would be hard to replace, but I'd like to see him back. Isaiah McKenzie, I'd really like to see back. He just he adds a whole other element to the Bills' offense when he's out there. You know, Beasley's still under contract for this year, so he's you know not losing his job. But I think McKenzie's gonna be a big part of the offense next year, and I if he comes back. Breida, I think Matt Breida's probably going to go. He's probably going to go somewhere where someone's going to say you're at least going to play. The Bills only put him for a few games this year. You know, he kind of got blackballed out of the lineup when he fumbled that ball against the Patriots. So uh, Harrison Phillips, I'd love to see Harrison Phillips back. He's been terrific. He's had a really good season, and, you know, he had a good season and a good time. He's definitely going to get a good pay raise. Um. Justin Zimmer, didn't see a whole lot of him this year. Didn't really notice him a whole lot. So, eh. Saran Neal, I would really like to see Saran Neal come back. He's fantastic on special teams. He's just always out there, and he's always jumping around. He's always ecstatic. He's always looking to make a big play, and he makes them occasionally. Um, Ryan Bates. Bates looked good when he played this year, and I think they he's the guy they should really consider bringing back. He's young. So, yeah, I'd like to see him back. Terrell Dobson, again, didn't really hear a whole lot about him. Didn't really notice him. I think he's more of a special teams guy, but I didn't really notice him as much as I noticed guys like Neil and Jones and, uh, fuck, how do you say his name? Matt Matikovic, however you say that guy's name. You know, he's just, I didn't really notice him a whole lot. So I'm really excited for free agency to see what the Bills do. Obviously, they're going to be looking at a few players. But I think we'll just talk a little bit of draft coming up. You know, Obviously, we know the Bills are picking 25th now. And you know, they're primed to get a decent player there. So, But, you know, all in all this season, you know, as kind of sad as it was to see it all come to an end, it was a terrific year of watching football. It's probably... Uh, maybe not the funnest year watching Bills football. I think last year was a little more fun, but you know the highs and lows and the craziness the Bills went through this year. It was kind of fantastic to watch. Of course, there's a lot of improvements to make with this team, but they're going to strive to get better this off season. And again, going into next year, it's it's going to be the same goal: beat Kansas. Well, the goal is to win the Super Bowl, but if they're going to get to the Super Bowl, they're going to have to beat Kansas City. Because if Kansas City gets the one seed, there's no way in hell the Bills are not playing the Chiefs in what, yeah, fuck. The Arrowhead Invitational is what they call it now. Because fourth year in a fucking row, they got it in Arrowhead, boohoo, whatever, fuck. Anyway, <laughs> um, they're going to have to face the Chiefs again next year. There, there's no way around it. They're either going to face them in the divisional round or maybe they'll even face them in the wildcard round. You never know how these things go. It's not like the Chiefs are going anywhere. Like I said, it, it next year is going to be very important for the Bills to grab, try and grab that one seed, you know. And it looked like they were poised to do it this year, and then things kind of derailed midway through the season. They went through a bit of a slump, but they got their head back on a swivel. They were able to capture the three seed. Of course, not the most ideal, you know. You obviously want to get that one seed, but you know, and uh, it's just it's kind of tough to all put into words right now. Just because it was such a fun season of watching football, you know, them slaying the dragon that was the New England Patriots finally. 
you know, kind of putting 20 years of, of frustration for this team to bed. Like, you know, the, there was a thing they just couldn't beat New England. And, you know, besides the fucking Fitzmagic game there. And it was it was so fun to see them finally win. You know, they, and they beat the Patriots when it mattered the most finally. They beat them in the playoffs. And, like, you know, and it just all kind of came to a crashing end. And, you know, it's kind of disappointing. But, you know, you got to come back next year and got to beat Kansas City. Yeah, it's not like this is Tom Brady. It's not like they're facing, you know, Tom Brady was 42 playing for the New England Patriots. We're saying, oh, Tom will be gone. Or it's, you're not the, you know, the Toronto Raptors when, oh, LeBron James fucked off to the Western Conference. You know, Mahomes isn't going anywhere. So the Bills are just going to have to deal with that, and they're just going to have to put their big boy pants on, and they're going to have to beat him in the playoffs when it matters most. And that's pretty much all i got to say. Obviously, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Um, for those of you that listen, thank you very much. Um, I'm actually going to be starting a YouTube channel, and I started a blog. Just, you know, I really enjoy speaking my opinion on football. If you guys like leaving your opinions, feel free to leave them. You know, I don't know if you guys can comment on here or what. But, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys, and uh, I'll see you next week. We'll have plenty of off-season talk about. Thank you. Have a good day. Go Bills.